It's time to chat some bollocks about fanny tits and bum. No topic is off the limit for these potty mouth found mums. So tell us all your secrets, we like to share the truth. About saggy tits and anal warts and ice cubes up your hoof. No, no. holes barred. Hello. 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 How are we? Oh, mate, I'm tired. It is the Easter holes. Yeah, well, you're in your you're entering your final week. I'm a week down. This is my second week. Yeah, I'm entering into my first. Oh yeah, shit! You just had the weekend, but you've been away for the weekend, so surely that feels like you've you know done some serious time already. Done some serious time. <laughs> it is. A, it yeah. is a sentence, basically, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm pretty sure that is, that's like a prison sentence. Yeah, that's what I well, mean. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I we made the foolish mistake of taking two dogs and two children for a walk to a country park that was 40 minutes away. And 20 minutes in, Steve abandoned ship with one of the dogs and walked back to get the car. And by the time he got the car, we had arrived at said country park. Uh, one of the dogs... The one that I had was freaking out by the sheer level of cars that were driving past us. So I was then carrying her. She scratched the shit out of me. And both the kids were pissing and moaning about how far they had to walk. So I mean, that was beautiful. That was a prison sentence. 40 minutes. That's a long, that's a long time. Yeah. Six minutes in a car. Like how can, how can you, how can something that takes six minutes in a fucking car take 40 minutes to walk? I know, but this is what worries me about the future because I do think that at some point we're just not even going to be able to use cars anymore because of the energy situation. Like how are we going to fucking charge all these things? We're going to run out of everything. We're going to have to go back to the horse and cart, Laura. Horse and carts coming back into fashion. A bicycle. Or a bicycle. Yeah, but a bicycle. You can't get loads of people on a bicycle. You can't get Toby to cycle the bicycle 60 miles, can you? I got him to ride to school and he was crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these kids these days, they don't know they're on. He, he, he sobbed. He was like, Mommy, my arms hurt so much. His like, arms? <laughs> I don't know why it was arms. I think he was delusional at that point. Oh, God, yeah. So, uh, yes, yeah, that's, that's good. That's, that's been, good. That's been, been nice. It's been fun. He broke a glass door in a fucking hot tub that's going to cost me £130 to fix. Yeah, so um, that was my weekend. How was yours? It's a shit. It's terrible. It's shit. Yeah, it's everyone's shit. been ill. Everyone's just at each other's throats. We've been stuck indoors quite a lot. And uh, I mean, luckily the sun's been shining, so we've been able to access the garden. Although my garden is still... A little bit of a death trap with the old building well, work it's still going along on. Nicely, the kitchen is so nearly there. Oh my god, something so momentous happened on Friday. Washing machine got plumbed in. So joy, joy, joy. I've never joy. felt such elation. Never felt such elation. And the guy who the plumber was like, "Were you, were you like basically foaming?" I mean, I as he put it in. offered to give him a low job there and then. I was like, yeah. he said, oh, I can put your washing machine in That's like a fucking traditional like. porno, that I was is. like, that, excuse me? Excuse me? That's probably where the concept came from of the old plumber and the woman, you know. She was so desperate for a washing machine to get plumbed back in that she yeah. got a job. That's, that's where it started. <laughs> that must have been like the creator oh of like God. watching his wife get excited by the plumber coming in. Oh Thing is, no, no, I've never had a, I've never had the pleasure of meeting a plumber that I would want to uh, put not sure things in my mouth. No, mm. or 
having fill my pipes. Like I just no, no. I'm that... quite happy to stay unplumbed. <laughs> Be unplumbed, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Although one of the carpenters is quite tasty. Oh really? Yeah, he carpenters this morning. tend to be. What is that about? It's because they work with wood. Yeah, they've got, like they've got they, they know the way around some wood. They know they know. They, well, I don't know whether that's something that would benefit us, is it? <laughs> don't know, maybe not. And I'd sand some stairs. He's very very friendly as well. Oh no, double do. I know. I was like, oh hello. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I've put makeup on this morning to say hello to you, so, uh, kind sir. <laughs> yeah, we're all very close to it being finished. She's. They'll be the fuck out of your fucking house. <gasps> I cannot wait. Cannot I can't wait. wait. I'm going to be able to come for a fucking sleepover you've I been know. promising me for the last decade. <laughs> Just so you know, I'm not offering you a sleepover. I, uh, why? Just because you're never going to come here. So <laughs> I might. You won't. One day. <laughs> you won't. You're like that person that never leaves their county. So true. I am that person. <laughs> it's very rare for me to be outside of my local vicinity. I'm coming to London soon, actually. Are you? Yeah. What are you doing? On work. What are you doing? Business. A business uh, trip. Anyway. Anyway, oh, bitch. God. Anyway. Anyway, moving on. Yes. Um, moving on to what? <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? Uh, What's... How many Easter eggs have you eaten so far? None. Oh God, no! Oh, look, I've got one right here on my desk. Don't, you don't. You don't do that until it's Easter. Well, why? Because I'm very strict with these things. I've eaten about four, I reckon. Have you? Yeah, because I just love an Easter egg. Why does that chocolate taste Easter. different? Taste different, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. And then it it, annoyingly, I think you trick yourself into thinking, oh, this is hardly any chocolate because it's thinner. But actually, yeah. it's the equivalent of about four chocolate bars, isn't it? I know if it's about four. Do you eat Cadbury's? It's fucking shitloads. Yeah, that's the Cadbury's one that I just showed you. Yeah, see? Yeah. yeah. Low class I'll, I'll, I'll eat a bloody Cadbury's, mate. I'll eat one of them. Um, I put my um, jeans on this morning and I said to Steve, I was like, oh, these must stop going in the tumble dryer because they feel tight. <laughs> <laughs> so it feels like I've eaten about four fucking Easter eggs because these jeans are just, I've got no cute. fucking skin in them, mate. Getting I, don't I, don't I don't get it. I don't understand what's going on. I, um, have, uh, I have put on weight, you know. It's the first time in a long time I've put on weight. Well, this is, let, can we just talk about this for a minute, actually? Yeah, because, sure. Um, I've really struggled with my weight in that when my anxiety is bad, I just, it falls off of me yeah. and I don't like it. It makes me feel worse because people are then going, oh my God, you look amazing. And I'm like, yeah. oh my God, I feel dead inside. I hate it when people comment. And uh, this this last year of me being on, well, no, not a year ago, less than a year ago of me being on this journey of healing, I've actually gained more weight in my life than I ever have done. Really? Um, That's interesting, is, isn't it? Which I I think it's because I'm just not as anxious. Yeah. I'm not yeah. having that real high level anxiety where I'm just not eating. Yeah. Because the thing I'm, is like with that reaction to the not eating, it's um, it's not a conscious thing, is it? And it is no, actually a really physical reaction it. to it. Like you almost... You just don't have an appetite. No, it just disappears, completely yeah. disappears. It's, it's I, not conscious at all. I feel like it's symbolic of what's going on in your mind. It's, in like, it's almost like you just lose an appetite for life in a way. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's really weird. I have the same thing as well. I will lose weight when I'm anxious because I can't. I just And I'm just full of nervous energy as well. I think I just burn more calories because I'm like. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, you're, you're in your fight or flight. <laughs> 
state all the time. Oh, flighty bitch. Yeah, um, I um, I'm I'm I don't know. I'm just I'm kind of like rolling with it. I think before I would always get to a certain weight, I'd panic about putting on weight, and then I'd be like, Oh my god, I need to lose weight. Oh my god, I need to lose weight. Oh my god, I'm gonna get fat, and and just this really negative association around my body image. And obviously now, I mean, the great thing about therapy is I'm. I just don't care. So I don't know. Maybe I'm going to have to rein it in at some point or another. But um, no, but it's like it's I'm one of those things where you think, just celebrating myself. Also, if that's where your body wants to be right now, just yeah. let it be there. Yeah. It's not like you're you're not being unhealthy, are you? You're not like just no, don't get me don't get eating me fucking chocolate bars all day long, but no. and nothing else. You still last night like, I had a beautiful mixed bean salad. Mm, nice with, with some ribeye steak Nice but Some lettuce leaves A bit of French dressing Beautiful yeah. Beautiful Followed by a chocolate eclair <laughs> It's about balance <laughs> I'm going to go with that I, I think it's all my fucking supplements That's why It's my supplements But no I'm <laughs> I'm kind of I'm just leaning into this idea Of really accepting my body Which I've always done for a long time But accepting the change That it's going through at the moment And just being like It's okay we're not going to shame ourselves anymore because we're sick and tired of shame. I know. I find it really hard, though. I found it hard uh, feeling like I've put on weight. You know, yeah, because I, we punish ourselves for it. Yeah, it's just um, I'm trying to let go. It's I just go through this constant conversation of like I like I just want to eat nice food. Yeah. Fine food is such a huge part of my life. It's one of the yeah. few joys that I have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah same I, I love talking about it I love eating it I love looking at it I love it. making it and yeah I mean it's been hard to do that obviously you have no kitchen so it's been more challenging and I probably have eaten stuff that isn't as healthy just purely out of convenience um but I'm just getting like I'm sick of that I just want to you know I don't know I just don't I don't ha- I'm not I used to police biscuits I don't police biscuits anymore so pretty much Monday to Thursday I'd be like nah I wouldn't eat try not to eat any sweet shit and now mm. from you know this morning at 8:30 I, I, I ate a freddo <laughs> what wow. can i say <laughs> you ate a freddo what a kickstart to your day but i i really think that as women we just go through this process of we punish ourselves on so many different levels for so many different things and it is entrenched in in our society in the way that we are raised in what we hear what we read what we see and I think it's a really difficult thing to overcome. And women are so desperate to love themselves more and they don't know how to start. But I think it is about accepting the fact that it is a much bigger issue. It isn't just a singular issue. No. It's a societal issue of how we see women and how we then shame them. And, you know, you've only got to look at a fucking magazine cover to see women's cellulite and you mm. think, well, they're famous and they've got cellulite. I'm fucked. So it's mm. just... You know, we're fucked from the get-go. And I think it's just about like learning to just go, I'm gonna celebrate this process, but that's hard. Oh no, it takes work, doesn't it? Nothing, it does take a lot of work. Nothing fucking comes easy, does no. it? No, no, and like even me putting these jeans on this morning and I'm like, oh shit, they're tight. And I'm like, you know what? That's okay. Yeah. I the definitely size have, of them is wrong. I, yeah, they're wrong, not me. <laughs> I have absolutely 100% just given up on trousers. I just, they're not for me, Laura. I haven't got the physical shape to pull them off anymore. I can't wear trousers. <laughs> you have very slight legs, though, don't you? They're like so I've got quite two, big hips. Yeah, like they're just they're ridiculous, but I've not got a really small waist or anything. So they'll fit on the top, but then just look like there's two cocktail sticks you know 
blown around surrounded by just waves and waves of material and it's like that's a pair of skinny jeans they just look they're ridiculous I can't dress them see whereas I've got the other problem because I have a I have a small waist in comparison to my hips so I've got like you know I'm a pear shape yeah which I love I love my shape I love I've got big boobs I've got broad shoulders I've got big hips and I've got a smaller waist and I love my shape for that but it makes trying to fit into jeans so impossible because if I get them past my hips, they're then loose around my waist. Yeah. I say loose. I mean, loose is probably a bit of a Gener- over. generous, bit generous. Well, very generous. Yeah. But I've got to pull them up a bit, you know? <laughs> they're not fitting perfectly how I would like them to. But this is a madness, though. I went into a physical clothes shop and I've not been into a physical shop to look at clothes, try on. I, I don't like shopping i just find no, it i don't for clothes really, it's it annoys just me. boring and it's stress it's inducing but the only element of it that i do like is that you get to try the clothes on there and then so i took in four pairs of trousers that were all the same size do you think any fucking pair fit me for one of course not but the way that they didn't fit me varied so insane like it was wild how different they were it's like how are these trousers the same fucking size it made yeah. no sense but the only pair that I did actually like, and I know they're coming back into fashion and a lot of people are like, no, thanks, not for me. But I do prefer a lower slung waist on the on the old uh, jeans. Oh, I much prefer that, To that. be fair, I'm in a lower slung jean today and I don't like them. Do you not? No, I prefer a high waist. But then I don't know if I prefer a high waist because I have such issues with it fitting. Right. So it kind of fits a bit better if it's high waist. I don't fucking know. I just think it takes longer to roll down. (laughs) (laughs) That's ultimately what it is. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God. um, I'm here for it. I don't mind them. Obviously, my gum was hanging over the top of it, but it wasn't too offensive. I just I just seemed to look I looked better in them for the first time. I was like, okay. your description of your legs. So funny. Two cartel sticks. <laughs> People are always like, oh my God, your legs are amazing. I'm like, no, they're not. They're the most <laughs> ridiculous things to dress. And I saw a picture of me the other day. I was just so proud of You do have a beautiful pair of legs. <laughs> no, it looked like it looked so skinny. I'm going to send it to you. And I was like, what is going on with my leg? It looked mental. <laughs> It's like skeletal. <laughs> Awful. My mum's the same. No, my mum's got really skinny legs. She's always oh, had skinny legs. Oh my god! She's <laughs> oh like, that is offensive. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't good, and it was you know what? It was my leg that I broke. So I know it's two years ago, but I I can't sit properly with my legs, so I it always had to go at a funny angle. So oh, she just looked like the leg of a skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to share that photo. You can all zoom in it. on my fucking leg and be like, "Yeah, that looks mental." Never ever That's sit so like that again. Oh. Um, well, enough about our body shapes. Mm-hmm. Uh, although we will just conclude. Love yourselves, girls. Love, love yourselves. yourselves. I love myself. Um, I have a story. Da, da, da. Well, not a story. A news article. Yes, let's hear it. Last one's always very. Last week's one was very funny. I feel like it's a good one. Grand bit flashes Willy with antique false teeth. <laughs> what? Grand? Grand bit? Grand bit flashes Willy with oh! antique false teeth. <laughs> 
Oh my god! Let's talk about. This I more. live through the blitz. A silly man, little dangle won't scare me. She says. <laughs> An eighty-six-year-old great granny has been praised by a judge after delivering instant justice to a flasher by biting him on his willy. <laughs> Spirited Edna Bishop. Oh, you are actually fucking joking. I was going to say, please tell me she's called Edna. No, no way. That's ridiculous. Ah! Oh my God, that's mad. Why would you even think Because it, it sounds like exactly the that's sort of thing Edna that problem. Edna would do. That's yeah, Edna would do Edna that. Edna doesn't take any shit. No, with her antique teeth. So uh, Edna Bishop, who still wears dentures. <laughs> why, why, why is that part of the article? She still wears dentures. She's not taking them out. Uh, wears dentures, left her... Uh, left... Oh, my God! Oh, my God! Oh, my God, this is blowing my mind! <laughs> she was wearing... <sighs> her grandmother's dentures. Her grandmother. <laughs> Left her the dentures. Oh my god, what were they made out of? Like <laughs> ivory and gold. Why'd you have to keep hold of those? That's surely you all we all need a different set of dentures. We haven't got the same mouth, have we? Well, clearly she does. That would be some ill-fitting dentures, let's put it that way. <laughs> well, I, I have not, got a vision. Not enough to clump on a penis. So I've got a vision of her like in a you know, like in a cartoon of her biting the willy and then the teeth just coming away on, and the teeth thing, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so she um, still wears dentures left to her by her grandmother, sent vile Bernard Massington fleeing after chomping down on his semi-erect penis in a Manchester market. Uh, Massington, 56, who had exposed himself near a cheese stall, <laughs> was found by a PCSO soon after while attempting to bathe his bleeding belly in the wash basin. Oh my God. After a nearby, um, of a nearby gentleman's lavatory, magistrates heard on Thursday that pervert unemployed fitter. I love how they always tell them that say that they're unemployed. Massington had slipped out of uh, slipped out his penis while waiting for an assistant at the cheese counter to weigh out some double Gloucester. Oh, love, how about you weigh this? Uh, <laughs> he turned to face four foot ten widow Edna, who quick as a flash stooped and sank her hundred year old falsies into a slightly steaming knobhead. Oh my god, like what I love her thought process. I know. She's it's just not so taking like, any shit. What I mean, also, what a place to get your willy out at the bloody cheese counter. I know. You have you know, it actually says here as well. After the case, Brave Edna said, What kind of man gets his part out in the cheese counter queue? It's um it wasn't done in my day and it shouldn't be done now. Scared? <laughs> of course not. We fought a war. I live through the blitz. A silly man's little dangle won't scare me. These just keep getting better and better, don't they? Fucking four foot ten as well. So that is like peanut. That's quite small. That's really small. She didn't have to spend. My nan was about five, four foot ten, and, and she was about the height of Yoda, to be fair. <laughs> That's how I imagine. Because she, she would have had a nan coat on. Oh, and, yeah, and a nan coat buttoned up to the top. With a little headscarf. This is in Manchester as well. So she was in Manchester. Manchester. Those nanas up north, they're hard. Yeah, they don't take they? any shit, clearly. Fucking hard. <laughs> and the fact that she bit it hard enough to make it bleed. Yeah, good on her. And those would have been those, you know, old school dentures. They probably were made out of fucking ivory, weren't they? Yeah. 
Little I wonder if she still got them in her mouth. Yeah, I wonder if she take them to a. She took them to um, <laughs> Antiques Roadshow. Got them valued. How much they'd come in at? But you know, like when somebody dies, and people are like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry for your loss," and like we're going to read out the will and and like work out who has got what. And Edna, uh, your mother, your great grandmother, or your grandmother loved you so much, and she wanted to leave you her teeth. She's like, "Oh." <laughs> God, God. But then to get them and then to be like, oh, actually, yeah, well, I'm going to use these. These, these are fucking great. Good, they saved me a bomb. Because surely her grandmother died when she was quite young as well. So yeah. she's held I on get, to them for all those I years. Think, I just think it goes to show that as, you know, as people, we don't reuse stuff enough. We absolutely don't. You know, back in the day, they... They really were bang on. They were with, much more with, sustainable than we are. They were, yeah. They were so eco-friendly that they would take their nan's teeth out of their mouth and use them for themselves. <laughs> like 50 years apart. Yeah. Oh, God, that just makes me feel really gross. Doesn't it make you feel gross knowing that they've been lived in someone else's mouth? Yeah, mate, I'm, I'm just saying when my nan died, when both of my nans died and they had full falsies, I did not take them. No. <laughs> I did not say, please, can I have my nan's tea? <coughs> you missed a trick there, Laura. You missed a trick. Just think. I'm not a four foot ten, though. Next time Toby complains about being on the bicycle, you've got to tell him that story and be like, <laughs> well, in my day, in Edna's day. Think of poor old Edna. A great grandma's teeth got handed down through the generations, mate. So count yourself lucky. I made a fucking ivory. <laughs> Do you know what that is? That's an elephant's tusk. An elephant died for that woman's mouth. And go back to the pervert I mean obviously perverts strike anywhere Don't they They don't really give a shit where they are But a cheese counter Are you noticing the theme of food What are we doing Mm. As always ruining food Oh we are aren't we Because it's continually Ruined ruined. (laughs) What would you do if you saw a flasher Like let's say you were Edna And you were in the queue What would you have done I think this is It's all context isn't it It depends what age you are? Yeah. Uh, say, age, you are, say the age you're now. What would you oh, do? I would smack it. I think I'd just. Would you slap it? Yeah, I think I'd slap it. I think I'd be so like I think I wouldn't because I'd be scared of it touching my hand. Yeah, I or punch it then. That would be a bit better. Thing it, it would still you'd still feel it on your hand. Yeah, but I don't care because I'd want to hurt him. I'd want to physically hurt him. I might <laughs> grab him by his hair. By his hair, what if he's bald? Well, to be fair, this guy didn't have a huge amount of hair. I'd grab him by his mustache. Oh god, by the ear. By the ear, yeah, like, like exactly like a Victorian like schoolmaster. Yeah, you naughty boy, put your penis away. Away. You're dashy boy. I have seen a flasher before. Yeah, me too. I had that guy on the bloody um, metro oh, god, in of Paris. And you did a good on. job. You went, he's got his penis out. He's about that man is masturbating. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was too scared to. I mean, I did freeze for a long time and he carried on doing it for a while because I didn't know what to do. But again, it's the it's the um, benefit of hindsight and growing up and realising these things are totally inappropriate and should not be tolerated by anybody. But I also think your initial reaction to anything like that yeah, is complete shock. disbelief because you almost, your brain's having to catch up in real time and going, no, okay, this is definitely happening. Yeah, this is definitely happening. Yeah. Yeah, it was Shit, like when I saw that girl happening. licking her hand and giving that... Boy, yeah. a hand job by the park. I didn't do anything about that, but I don't know. That was different because they weren't directing that at anyone. They were just doing no, it, and also they were just they were being teenagers yeah. over a park. And I'm not being funny. I didn't do it because no yeah. boy ever looked at me when I was in school. 
But given the opportunity, you're damn fucking right, I would have done. Yeah, exactly. I would have been a filthy slag in school if boys didn't find me physically repulsive. I really hope that um, I can teach Edith and Oliver to have the uh, guts just to be like, that's wrong, get away from me and call them out as soon as it happens. Like Edna. Like like brave old fucking Edna. Don't fucking bite it. I mean, that's that's going a step too far. I suppose they're technically oh, not her. Imagine teeth, if it was. So. Imagine if it was a dirty willy. <laughs> probably would be, wouldn't it? I bet she only got the bell end. Yeah, she shoved it all in her mouth. <laughs> what an aim, though, isn't it? That's such yeah. an aim. He was probably like fucking get in. Although you know, like if you think about a nanny gam round my knob, she must be quite. Um, sort of agile as well at 83 or whatever it is to be it's like the aim everything getting on her knees she didn't get on her fucking knees she just had to bend down she just bent down did she four foot ten and Ow. let's say he's six foot easy yeah do the math do the math man <laughs> penis to face distance <laughs> penis to face ratio yeah yeah it was kind of working out quite well yeah all right <laughs> So You're yeah, right. she didn't have to bend down that far. And it looks like to me she had a stick as well. So she probably had a stick to keep her balance. And yeah. then oh. yeah. nip. So it's justice. You don't like, yeah. <laughs> that's what I, I mean, do. That sounds like something that you do for fun anyway, buying off True. those penises. True. <laughs> yeah. Steve, Steve got into the hot tub naked uh, the other night, not in a sexual way especially not in the way that he got in. And I took picture frame by frame of him getting in and like the full blown asshole shot that was just basically <laughs> right front and center of my face. So I was like, yeah, I'm so turned on. Were you laughing your head off? Oh yeah, mate. I couldn't stop laughing. And then I forgot he was naked. I was like, oh, let me turn the uh, hot tub lights on. I turned the hot tub lights on. He was like, oh yeah, this is nice. And it was just like his hairy fucking balls flapping around in the water. Illuminated by the backlighting That's so funny Nothing less attractive than a man trying to get into a hot tub No, no I mean, I don't think I made an effort I didn't make an effort to look sexual getting in and out either I And I also hadn't shaved Because it was our private hot tub So I'm like, I'm not fucking shaving Yeah, oh, that's Steve nice really is so fucking lucky Did you uh, Did you get in nudie? No, I didn't I, no. I was already in my costume Yeah it's, it's, it's always a bit like Where's the sort of balance there Like if one of you's naked And one of you not Is there a little bit of like oh, This is a bit out of Out of sync here If his balls are just Floating around the hot tub And you're there You know Contained in a swimsuit I didn't mean to be contained I mean I walked around The apartment naked For most of the uh, time When I was in there In yeah. the house But yeah It was just I was already in uh, And it was lovely and hot And yeah I don't know <laughs> I missed the trick, really. What, with his balls? Yeah. No, he didn't. It was fine. I've seen him enough times. You've seen him enough enough times. times. Yeah. Isn't it amazing, though, when you first start dating somebody, how you have this real conscious effort to try to be sexual, I guess, and, like, you know, not deal with the normal human responses of like a fart or like a hairy bum or whatever yeah. or hairy legs like I I was hairless for like the first fucking year of my relationship with yeah, Steve yeah easily mate it was like I just didn't have hair yeah <laughs> I yeah. secretly shaved all the fucking time so that there was never any any view of hair yeah and now I'm just like mate the opposite to, yeah I'm as hairy as you're gonna fucking deal with it <laughs> I'm hairier than you Steve 
So anyway, <laughs> good old Edna. Good old Edna. We love her. We love her. Um, right, we've got a little tidy up time, actually. Ooh, lovely. Tidy up. Okay, so we got, well, she's, uh, someone's just emailed us and uh, she sent a really nice little thank you at the beginning, which I wasn't going to read, but actually I'm going to read it because it's lovely. So here we go. So first off, thanks for being bloody amazing. It's okay. Thanks. Um, I follow you both independently and have been listening since the beginning. I had my son just before the pandemic hit, and motherhood has been a roller coaster and sometimes lonely ride. Thank you for normalizing everything, especially mum trials and sex after having a baby. And we did, we talked about that quite a lot, didn't we? Yeah. That one episode. My sex life has gone out the window since giving birth, and it's very comforting to know that it's actually very normal. I love my partner to bits, but sex is quite far down the priority list currently. Yeah, of course, mate. It is now. I mean, we're like, you know, I've got a five and a three-year-old and it's so far down the list. I don't even care anymore. Just no. it's not even on the I, list. I, I just think that you're just, everything about your entire being changes. Yeah, big time. Um, I have a friend in Australia who also had a son two years ago. It's my absolute lifeline and also not afraid to call them little dickheads on a regular basis. Um, we both love your podcast and you've inspired us both to enter into the slightly intimidating world of sex toys. We have shared our reviews of each other via voice notes, a conversation that might not have happened if it wasn't for you. Oh, oh that's, that's lovely, so cool. isn't it? Oh, yeah, lovely. that is really cool. <laughs> I also think it's just nice to be able to have that conversation where women just go, oh, yeah, I have sex toys. Yeah, I know. All right. It's, it's absolutely fine, fine art. Um, anyway, enough bum licking. I was emailing because of your agony aunt in the last episode. So that was the one about the girl that was lonely. Yes. So I work as a social prescriber. I've oh, never heard that before. Neither have I. We work with people that are facing barriers to engaging with their community, stroke making friends, stroke accessing services they need. Those barriers might be anxiety, low mood, physical difficulties, a multitude of things, really. You're so right that one of the best ways to make friends is via hobbies and interest groups. But sometimes the first step is the first step into something like that is so hard to take. Mm. And sometimes people don't actually know how much is going around the, uh, how much is going on around them in their community. We're there to help people into groups so we can go along with them a few times in the beginning to build confidence. That's bloody amazing. That. Is this in the UK? This must be, isn't it? Yeah, that's amazing. I fucking love that. All right. Opening the first door often opens so many others, but it can be such a hard thing to do. I know that firsthand, having always struggled with social anxiety. Hello! (laughs) (laughs) Me too! I wonder if seeking out a social prescriber might be helpful for this lady. Often we can be found working out of GP surgeries or community interest charities. But I'd encourage her to have a Google to see if there's any of us in her area. You can often self-refer into us as well. Social prescribing is quite new and not a lot of people have heard of us. So I thought I'd add it in as a bit of a plug. That's amazing. That I've never heard of that. Oh, so fucking good. What an absolutely excellent idea. Because it's so yeah. true. It's like, like we're saying, it's all very well finding those things, but actually taking that first step can yeah. feel like the biggest leap in the world, can't it? Yeah. And it, it just, it's so overwhelming and it's terrifying because you're doing, you know, as we've spoken before, your brain is constantly trying to protect you, but it does it in like a really fucked up way of like, it limits you. And if you feel limited and you want to take that next step, your brain is constantly going to be going, no, don't do it. No, don't do it. No, don't do it. And it's like taking that step to go, I am going to do it. It's fucking terrifying because 
you just don't know what the outcome will be. And, and us humans, we like certainty. We like predictability. We like to know yeah. that we can guarantee an outcome. Yeah, and yeah, obviously exactly. we, nobody can guarantee that. So that's a really difficult thing to manage. But then you have someone there to like literally hold your hand through the whole experience. It's a bloody yeah, wonderful thing. And that's all we need, really. I think if you've got that person to be able to go, yeah, let's do it. And they're there with you. You're then not alone. So if it is a failed venture, let's say, it doesn't matter because you didn't kind of experience it alone. Mm, yeah, definitely. It's fucking incredible. And also, is that ever that other thing too about there's always loads of stuff going on in the community, but finding out where everything is happening, that is, is very often, because I find this around here as well, because I'm always on the lookout for things to take the kids to, whatever. There's not like one central place that all this stuff exists. You just get no. these little bits of information all over the place. Yeah. So you could think, oh, there's nothing out there. But actually, if you've got someone that has the knowledge of where these things are posted or, you know, haven't uh, uh, know the area really well, whatever, they can guide you and say, oh, yeah, well, actually, they've got like knitting club over here or blah, 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 whatever. So just an excellent idea. I love that. I think that's step towards making us a better society, that is. Absolutely. I concur. I can't car. I have a voice note. <laughs> oh, yes, please. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Go on then. Hi, ladies. Um, I think you guys are incredible. And I think not only are you hilarious, but the work you do for women <sighs> and mothers and people with anxiety and mental health, I think is really profound and, yeah, spectacular. And uh, I, I've been listening to all your podcasts and I thought I'd listen to them all, but I've gone back to the beginning thinking that I might find a hidden gem. And <laughs> I did. I was listening to the very first podcast with like Mum's Apple Pie and maybe yeah. re- uh, remember a funny time. Um, in a really, really tricky time of my life when I had a uh, nearly three-year-old and um, baby twins and I was trying to breastfeed them. Victoria was talking about um, her breastfeeding experience and I um, remember a time in the park when I had set myself up um, to tandem feed the twins and my um, and my three-year-old had uh, was a climbing ninja, managed to get herself up into a tree, but she got stuck and she was shouting at me, Mom, I need a wee! <laughs> and luckily there was a really lovely lady who was who was running around the park and she stopped and said, shall I help her? And she went up to the tree and at which point my daughter pissed like a shower <laughs> all over her and I just heard this kind of disgusted yelping squeal from this woman and she was completely drenched in my daughter's piss. <laughs> and bless her heart, oh my God, I didn't know what to say. Uh, she she still continued to help my daughter out of the oh. tree and then ran home, I'm assuming, to shower and get changed. But, yeah, she was kind of mortified, as was That's I at so the time. Funny. And, uh, yeah, I hope this uh, doesn't put women off from getting out and about because I think it's so great. That's brilliant. Fucking double tandem feeding though and the fact that she did it while she was out i mean fucking hell i think that is so like incredible people that 
do the tandem feeding because it's can, so hard. Can we just have, can we give a yeah. shout out to that woman that was running around the park and got pissed on? I mean, if my kids pissed on me, I you know I'd be all right with it. But if someone else's kid pissed on me, I'd be retching. I'd be all right. I think if it, if it's a kid, like as long as they're not like you know ten. If a three year old's doing it, I'm like oh it's all right. It's just kid pissing it. Just what kid pissing. It's not mouth? the same. We probably would have got from that height. She's actually pissing out of a tree. That's quite a projection, isn't it? That she's is. managed to achieve. I think that she should girl. be impressed with her daughter. <laughs> the fact that she had twin babies and a three-year-old. Hell. That's, what, that's how I describe that. That's what comes to my mind. Fucking hell. Yeah, I mean, Oliver was uh, two and a half when Edith was born. And um, that, was a f- that was so full on. That age gap was intense, man. I, d- yeah. I do look back and just think, how... Did I ever survive that? And I used to have them. Um, he went to nursery, but I, I used to have them together. At, I'm sure it was two days a week for a little while. And by then, but after about four weeks, I was like, Rob, I can't actually do this, mate. We've got to yeah. put Oliver in nursery another day. This is not enjoyable on any level. But that often happened when we were in the park. Like he's not too physical, is he? He wouldn't be up a tree, but he definitely would run off. And then you'd just be there, like tits hanging out, like trying to chase after. A three-year-old with, you know, with your little twig legs, you, with my little twig legs, my uterus <laughs> falling out, and um, Edith just wildly trying to find the nipple, chaos, <laughs> <laughs> or him needing a poo and then having to try to get him on the toilet whilst also breastfeeding a baby and then wiping his ass, and it just being awful. Yeah, it's not. Do you fun, miss any it? of it, Vic? Because I get no. a strong impression you do. <laughs> oh, really? I'm so surprised because <laughs> you give off an impression oh, like you do God. miss it. What are we good luck to all of you new mums out there. Oh no, you'll be fine. You, you'll forget it. That's the good thing. You'll that's, be fine. That's the great thing if about you the didn't early days it, that you forget about it. You wouldn't have more children because the early days is so shit. Yeah. There's nothing about it that makes you go, I want to do it again. But you know what? It's such a funny one, isn't it? Because I just I just saw my friend this morning and her little one's just turned four months today. And um, I mean, she's had a real rough three months with him. It's been hard. He's had colic. He's been really colicky baby, just lots of crying. It's been, yeah, it's been hardcore for her. But then we could just sit and have a coffee outside the cafe and yeah. not be asked 4,000 times. Mommy, yeah. mommy, 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 mommy. I, like for me as well, like I find that because I'm a mum that's come out the other side of it, so I'm not in the really early stages. If I am around somebody who who is still in it, I do have, I have that level of knowledge to know how to look after a child because I've obviously done it effectively for the last 11 years with my own kids. But I've got the time, the energy, the patience to just be able to give that to someone else's child and it not feel like, I don't know, like it doesn't feel detrimental to me. I'm, I have the patience because I know that I can walk away from it and, oh, no. you know, I can give it the time that I just, I didn't give to my own kids because I was exhausted by it. Yeah. Yeah, mate, I'm an excellent mum to other people's kids. I am. <laughs> I am. Someone actually said to me a little while ago, they were like, have you ever thought about going into childcare? Because you're so amazing with kids. I was like, no, no, I fucking don't. <laughs> I will never do that, ever. No. But I I know that I am very good with kids. I'm, I'm like the Pie Piper. I can yeah, bring so, them in. Like, kids really like me, and which mm. annoys me because I'm like, I don't want to talk to you. But they will literally just flock around me and be like, um, Victoria, can I tell you about my day? And I'm like, no, because I, I really literally don't, don't care. Because A, you're not my kid. And B, it's going to be boring anyway, so <laughs> go away. <laughs> 
and I only love my own children. But like, I'll, <laughs> and even that's I, a challenge. Um, <laughs> Steve's a pie piper as well. Steve, um, kids love Steve. Yeah. I think it's because it, um, in a in a mental way, he's pretty he's much at their mental stage. So that, yeah, this is very true. Um, I just do need to express my absolute rage for Rob last week because he was ill, but he was man ill. And oh, we all know what that means. So he didn't do anything. No, I just, you know, I at one point was seriously like, I don't know how I ever, ever, ever wanted to have sex with you because yeah. that feeling I'm has gone. I'm so repulsed. <laughs> I hate you so bad. I was like, I, I feel almost bad for feeling this angry at you because you're <laughs> ill. But actually, no, I don't. I, I, it's I'm just back rage. to hating your fucking guts. <laughs> it's just rage. <laughs> I had to say to him I said to him that night I was like Look Rob I'm going to be honest with you I really hate you today <laughs> He was like Why? Because you just don't do anything I asked you to clean the car Four weeks ago I said I've got one job for you Take the car to get it cleaned I don't expect you to do it But just take it to get it cleaned Did he fucking do it? No Did he fuck? Oh no I thought not And so the car Is just an absolute shit tip It's so bad I swear to God We've got mice in there um, that I had to take it And that annoyed me I just did yeah, it Yeah that rage. would make me Really angry Drove the whole way there Just muttering under my breath What an absolute fat he was And that yeah. Well yes The one thing that I asked you to do And you didn't even Fucking do it <laughs> I'm fucking doing it <laughs> Oh god But this is the thing Like I get so angry At Steve I'm like for fuck's sake Sue Why don't you use Your initiative Or one oh, you do this Why And he's like You know there's a part of me That I think It's because he's Fucking terrified yeah. About getting it wrong And ultimately He probably will get it wrong So he's like I may as well just get in shit For not doing it Yeah God. He's pretty good to be fair I can't grumble too much I mean people think Rob's good But he's not I'm sorry I just think that we've got Such low fucking expectations Of men That's the yeah, issue Yeah I definitely I, I do think that as well And I hate this whole Like I, I, I even hate Referring to the fact Steve is good Because mm. nobody turns Like he doesn't turn around And say oh Laura's really good With the housework yeah. Yeah. Like, so why why do we say that with yeah, men? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, he, no, he he definitely, you know, he definitely does do his fair share. Yeah, because it's his fucking house. I know. Like, I I wouldn't have, I couldn't have entertained having a relationship with a man for me personally. And I'm, you know, this is no dig at anybody else. It's just the fact that I lack such fucking patience for men who say Full that stop. it's not you their need to job. End that sentence yeah. there. Just oh, for men. <laughs> Just for men I hate them so much Vic I only hate some of them Not all of them I love some men So funny Love some men I really Um, really get to give off The impression I do hate men I don't I just hate some Right Okay Uh, So I have got A story It says Buckle up bitches Uh After another commute To work Full of hysterical laughter And sheer fucking joy At listening to your podcast I've decided to finally Send you my Shagshi schlags And email So Straight to the good stuff My first time With my now husband Where I was um, And I were getting Down and dirty And it was incredible It was so hot Hard and full of laughs and fun He fucked me all over the house And as the build up to this day was, was Has been so huge We got right to the filthy stuff I was on all fours Loving him sliding in and out of me Of my rusty sheriff's badge Aye What's a fucking rusty sheriff's badge? Is that your fun hole? I don't know Yeah I think it must be You reckon? Never heard well, that brown, before brown, rusty He's brown <laughs> 
sheriff's badge and it is like a star. Okay, yeah, maybe. There we go. Ben, you just work that out. <laughs> when I suddenly caught a whiff of what was about to come, to turn into a nightmare, it took a few seconds for him to smell the awful smell too. And we were facing his mirrored wardrobes. Oh, I watched an absolute horror on his face as he could smell the shit too. In an instant, he jumped up and started shouting and marching towards the bedroom door where he lifted his poor and innocent pet cat, thinking it must have been him that had shit in the house. As he opened the back door and launched the poor thing into the garden, I grabbed the nearest thing I could find, his shirt, and started frantically trying to clean the watery shit that had leaked out from my ass. He came back into the room, apologising for the cat, and stopped dead in his tracks as he saw what had actually happened. I swear to fuck, I shit a little bit more in that exact moment. It wasn't me. Um, it took him all of a few seconds to walk over, kiss me, and tell me not to worry about it. And it would take more than that to stop our fun. I knew he was a keeper. Fast forward five minutes, and I'm on my back on the kitchen table, being pumped silly from front hold this time. Uh, with my legs over his shoulders Happy ending you say Hell no Despite the kitchen being at the back of the house And very private I screamed in shock As I saw a woman's face appear Look at us in the kitchen window Oh my god <gasps> There we were Fucking like our lives depended on it In that very moment Became the very first time I met the woman Who was to become none other than my mother-in-law <laughs> What an introduction I was going to say Was it Edna? <laughs> with her lashes Jesus Christ That's full on That's full, so on. full on Not a nice way to meet the mother-in-law is it I'm so pleased I didn't meet my mother-in-law like that No I, I would not. I wouldn't even I wouldn't be able to I don't think I'd be able to maintain a relationship I can't even remember the first time I met my mother-in-law Do you remember you yeah. meeting yours? I yeah. can't remember if I'd already met her And then we went to Budapest and we actually went to Budapest with uh, Rob's mum. And um, uh, I mean, all she did was tell me about how wonderful Rob's ex-girlfriend was. So that was nice. No. <laughs> no. Really? Yeah. yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> um, but I did take a photo. It was like really lovely. I had this lovely view out the window. Of, uh, I can't even remember what's in Budapest, some sort of beautiful building. Took a picture of it and um, I was naked and uh, just took a photo, didn't think anything, anything of it. Posted it on <laughs> social media. This is obviously before I had Instagram or anything like that. It's just my own personal Instagram account. And you could actually see the reflection of my naked body in the picture. And I hadn't realised. Where, where, where were you to be naked like that? While taking the <laughs> in picture? the hotel room. Oh God, I thought you were in the middle of nowhere. I was like, fucking hell, Vic, that doesn't no, sound no, like no. you. No, not in front of all my mother-in-law as well. Hey! And so there was a reflection of your nakedness. If you can see my massive bush in it, yeah. It's like, oh. oh. It's like, what's that? Oh, right, great. That's actually my funny. Uh, and what, what are those? Oh yeah, and those are my tits. Brilliant. <laughs> Just put it on social media. It's fine. I had about 72 followers. It, it made no impact whatsoever. I might have got did you likes. remove it or did you keep it up? I removed it. Oh, I'm disappointed. It you? was too obvious. You could really see it. It was like, that's just a photo. Rob of was a like, yeah, bitch. baby. Yeah, it's my, that's my fiance, baby. Were you fiance at that point? No, but, um, his mum thought that he was going to propose to me. So she was like, 
just so he told me afterwards and I didn't think it was a bit weird. She just kept banging on about weddings the whole time. And I was like, this is really weird. Why does she keep talking about this? I've only just, I've only just met her. But she thought that he was going to propose to me on that holiday. Oh. And he was like, no, no, not yet. Because he wanted to get to know my family a bit more. And then uh, ask my dad's permission. Oh my traditional God. shit. You know? I love it. Oh, Rob, uh, can I take your daughter's hand in marriage, please, Ian? Did he ask you, Dad? Yeah. He asked my How dad, did he yeah. propose to you? Was it after sex? No, it was, no. Um, it was just literally at my parents' house on Christmas Day. Oh, uh, God. In the morning, and it oh, was present. Oh, that's right. You were in bed, weren't you? Yeah, we like, yeah. got up and had a shower and stuff, and then we had all the presents, and it was the last present. But um, I'm not going to lie, I've never told Rob this, but I might as well just reveal it on the podcast. I'd already found the ring about a month before, so I knew it was coming. No! <laughs> oh, my God, really? Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, Vic. You can't keep anything a secret from me. I'm a private investigator. Uh, you would fight. <laughs> I can't believe Rob doesn't know that. No, never told him. It's all right. He's really far behind on the episodes. He'll, he won't hear this for about another four months, so it's fine. <laughs> That's incredible. Because <laughs> he kept it, and I knew exactly which president it was going to be as well because. He so did you act surprised? Were you like, oh Yeah, God. I was like, oh my God, this is the biggest present ever. <laughs> What's this? This is the ring that I've intimately stared at several times because I kept getting it out to look at when you were at work. <laughs> That's so amazing. I fucking love it. Oh God, yeah. It's fine now. We've been together long enough. I can tell yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, out, you know, if, out, baby. if his man sickness last week doesn't end in divorce, then exactly. he can hold on to that story. <laughs> um, yeah, I found it. It was in the drawer and it was hidden in the I, I, I want to see, I almost want to see Rob's face when he finds out that he knew all, all along. along. I knew all along. And also, you know how I knew? Because he had been asking me about engagement rings, like what sort of ring would you like? La, la, la. And then we'd looked at loads and I hadn't seen any that I liked. And then I saw this one on eBay and it was like a vintage, you know, 1930s one, whatever. And I was like, oh, that's beautiful. That's really lovely. And then I went back and had a look and it had sold. Like two days later, it had been sold. And in my mind, I was like, he bought that. I know he did. Do you not like surprises? Uh, No, I'm just an incredibly nosy, controlling bitch, aren't I? I need to know everything. And I just wanted to know. I was like, did he buy See, it? See, now it's weird, isn't it? Because considering the fact that I, you know, you paint me out to be an absolute cunt to Steve. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I am, I love a surprise. Like, I just go, do you know that I went axe throwing last week? I don't yeah, even I know. Yeah, I know. for your birthday. Oh, shit, but it was I'm your like, birthday. It, well, yeah, thanks. It was my birthday. Happy birthday, Laura. You wished me happy birthday at like 10 o'clock at night. Wow. Yeah, because I was having a nervous breakdown that day. And then I remembered and I was like, shit, it's Laura's birthday. <laughs> That's fine. I'm joking. I had to put my anxiety to one side and sing her the best version of happy birthday that she'd ever heard in her whole Which life. Which was terrible. But yeah, yeah. thank you. <laughs> I don't even think you finished it. Um, I, don't, I love a surprise. Like, I'm just, yeah, just roll with it. I don't really give a shit. I said, Steve, like, you know that I'm never going to try and find out if you're doing a surprise to me. I wouldn't now. Because I've got no interest in Rob, but before. <laughs> <laughs> now Rob may as well just not be in the house. <laughs> oh Once you've God. got that kitchen extension done, that's basically, like, you know, like, your, your dreams then. will be complete. Bye, Rob. 
See ya. Just pay half the mortgage. Fantastic. No way, mate. I'm not looking after those kids on my own. Are you mental? I'll stick yeah, but then with you get every the other weekend off. Or you could be like every weekend. No, wait a minute. I'll be like, you can have them in the week. I'll have them at weekends. <laughs> Sounds ideal to me. Oh, I am joking. I love him dearly. Of course. And you love your kids dearly. For anyone's like, M-A-N, she's such a bitch to him. So oh, I'm- I know, but fuck those people. We can't yeah. be bothered with them. Also, this is all in jest. Oh, hello. Speak of the devil. Is he calling you? He is. Hold on. Well, I guess we could sum up, roll out and finish off today. Yes, we could. It's been it's been lovely. I've got such a sore throat now from talking so much. Oh, my God. We have been yapping for You've two hours. You've me out. It's because I've sat in silence for the last day, just uh, last few days, just staring at my family. Just Meditating. Them, like, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> or you. Or Saving you. my uh, voice cords. <laughs> Oh God! Uh, it's been a wonderful week, Laura. Um, if you would like to send us any stories, uh, any agony aunts, any news articles, anything like that, you can email us at noholespodcast at gmail.com. What else can they do? They can go on over to our Instagram page at noholesbardpodcast, and they can send us voice notes, or they can type out a DM. And uh, as always, we're still selling the sex toys. We're still selling those bloody sex toys, aren't we? Yeah. You can get those on our website. Noholesbarpodcast.com. And um, yes, we shall see you all next week. Hope you will survive the rest of the Easter holidays. You've got this, girls. You've got this. Well, I've only just entered into it. So oh, yeah. yeah. Well, wherever you're at, we're all hating it. Good luck it. to me. Just, yeah, let's just, take that. Let's just end on that note. Oh, and enjoy Easter as well. Because by the time oh, yeah. we come back, it will, Easter will have been and gone. You're right. You're very right. Enjoy, Enjoy the that. hecticness of your kids eating too much sugar. <laughs> I fucking hell, it's carnage, isn't it? Yeah. Um, all right then. See you soon. Bye. See you next Tuesday. Bye. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. (laughs) To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.